0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of Views from the Arch. And today we're talking Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hello, everybody. I know you know me, but I'm going to tell you again, I'm your phenomenal host, Delvon. Let's talk about somebody. Let's talk about Anchor. Listen, I use Anchor for Views from the Arch. I've had a previous podcast. I used Anchor on that podcast. I think Anchor is a phenomenal website to use if you're a starting podcaster and you want to get your voice out there. They will help you. They will push your podcast out to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I think if you're an individual and wants to start a podcast, please consider using Anchor. Anchor is a great website. Simple, easy, and quick to use. Alright everybody, today we're talking about Lancaster, Pennsylvania and the riots that have been going on there following the death of Ricardo Munoz. I believe I said that, probably incorrect, and I apologize. So, let's start off with what kind of the facts of the case are, and then I have a couple articles about the body cam. And as always, in your probably worst and most favorite part, my opinions. So, to start off, Ricardo, uh, on the 13th of September, 911 was called on Ricardo Munoz to report a domestic disturbance involving a person with a knife. He was said to be armed. The caller stated Munoz was becoming aggressive with his mother and attempting to break into the house. That's what the call was for. Okay. Pretty pretty cut and dry. Sounds like an everyday police call. So... Whenever the police arrive, um, and this is according to the body cam, whenever the police arrive, they walk up to the door, they knock, um, a woman, you know, steps out, starts talking with the officer. You kind of hear some, uh, you know, rustling and jostling and bustling about. And then you see a man right outside the door. Um, the man is armed with a knife. You see the officer take off running down the street. The man's chasing him, and the officer shoots, firing behind him. Um, the man obviously was identified as um, the Ricardo Munoz, and Munoz was shot and killed, and a bunch of protests erupted afterwards. So let's go ahead and talk about this one a little bit. Um, I'm not particularly fond of the demonstrations and protests on this one um mostly because it is kind of a cut and dry case but like i said i don't want to give you guys my opinion yet so moving forward the body cam was was released immediately and um the you know right away the department started talking about you know hey this is justified you know people were talking about hey this is justified And, um, you know, kind of like right away, uh, everyone, most people were, um, kind of like, Hey, you know, this, this one isn't really the one to be doing all that on, but people did start with the protest and the rioting. Um, and when I saw the body cam, I was like, wow, you know, like, wow. Like I, I was surprised. So let's go and get into one of the articles. The first article comes from Local Twenty One News. I'm guessing this is, uh, like it says, probably local news source. Um, local Twenty One News states, "Let me start from the very top. That might be helpful." Local Twenty One News states, "I spoke to the I spoke to Munoz's mother and stepfather who say they didn't need it to end this way." Um, basically talking about the grief of the family his parents state the 27 the 27 year old suffered from schizophrenia and unfortunately was not taking his medication you know this is a really really big thing in the policing community uh and also mental health community is people with things like schizophrenia bipolar disorder not being on their medications or self-medicating right neither of which are very good um so if he was schizophrenic, if he was acting violent, and if he was off his medications, that's a you know I'm gonna call that a trick bag for everyone. That is not a good situation for one, um, Ricardo, and two, definitely not a good situation for the police officer. Um, you know the family then goes on to state. At the same time, they don't believe he would have hurt the police officer despite having a knife. Well, you know the unfortunate part is the officer doesn't know him. The officer doesn't know you. And that's not really a chance that anyone should be asked to take. You know, he's chasing this man down. He's chasing this police officer down the street with a knife. I think arguably the officer shot to protect himself even over anybody else. So I don't think that, you know, expecting the officer to have omnipotence, which is unfair because it make him godlike. And expecting him to know that your son will or will not hurt somebody or your child will, will not hurt somebody. That's not exactly fair. Um, they then go to state. I called the police and I was thinking that they would help bring my son to the hospital yesterday, not kill him yesterday. being Obviously, this was taken a day after the event. So, you know, like I said, I, and I'm going to keep saying it, I don't think it's very fair to blame the police officer. I think the police did what they could. Um, you know, I mean, the officer didn't even get the chance to even try to offer the helpy knocked on the door and just talking to the parent and here comes out this guy with a knife, right? You know, I think arguably even replacing this one with a mental health call to like EMS or mental health call to like a social worker, this could have ended the same way. Um, EMS would have definitely called out and for aid from police and a social worker would have definitely done the same. So this could have ended the same way. I mean, if you're going to act that violent and you're off your medication, I don't know what more we can do. You know, maybe the officer could have locked himself in his car and drove away, but then we run to the trick bag that I always tell you put that law enforcement in. What if Ricardo gets mad, goes inside of his house, and kills his mom? Right? Then law enforcement's at fault for that. Whoever the officer is, now they're going to be scrutinized again for failure to protect the citizens. So... Tricky situation and a very, very Bad, you know, I think that's a bad trick bag Um, uh, you know It, and it, it's Just A very cut and dry case, at least To me, And you know, like I say, balls are balls, strikes Are strikes, and You know, I think that right Now this is a, this is a strike Unfortunately, I think this is a strike Um, I don't think that there's Going to be too much that comes of this. There really can't be. I know that there are some protests starting off. Um and there's some rioting starting off. Um, I know there I know last time I checked there are people in the streets saying, you know, hey, say his name, say his name. Um, we're protesting the police. My thing is what are you guys protesting? Um, you know. And I guess this this piece is gonna be a little more opinionated than the other ones, cause just so cut and dry, at least for me. You know, I'm kind of. Like, Where do you um? What are you protesting? Uh, it's if you look at the body cam, it's so evident that that if you, as a normal citizen, had shot that man, you would have been, compl- in my opinion, you would have been found not guilty of all charges. There's a knife wielding person chasing you down the street. You know, you you can't be expect to know people are mentally ill. You can't be expect to know that people are, or, or try to predict their actions. You just can't. And like I said, the, the protest isn't even really that big. Um, you know, the riot, and quote unquote, I use I don't want to use this term as loosely as the media, but rioting, uh, according to CNN, Lancaster police said that, well, more than a hundred, so I don't really know how many there were, but there are more than a hundred protesters had gathered on an access ramp outside the police station. Police also said they used public address systems uh, to provide several warnings that the group did not move from the ramp, that chemical munitions would be de- would be deployed. The department said the group failed to follow instructions and the officers used chemical agents and pepper spray to disperse the crowd. Now um I don't know to what effect that they were protesting and rioting. Um, I was actually not able to kind of find a lot of that footage mostly because I think I missed the initial night of like live streaming and I like to watch that. And I missed that initial, uh, kind of, sh- kind of the the initial uh, outburst of everything. So I was kind of unable, um, to kind of gather a sense of if it was appropriate for that, if it wasn't appropriate for that. Um, you know, so, but, I mean, according to the police, they're saying apparently it got rowdy enough. We had used chemical uh, ammunitions, which I, a, lot of, a lot of police are are losing the ability to do. Um, you know, and uh, and a statement from the police chief once on CNN, any loss of life regardless of how it happens is devastating. Point. That's all he said, point blank period. I'm guessing he said more probably in a press interview, but that's what they issued on CNN, and I totally agree. You know, uh, I think for the family, it's, it's a sad loss, I think, for in the community, it's a loss. You know that person's not there anymore. However, you know I have to be—I have to be a little fair and say also, not that this individual deserves to die, but you know also, um, I think if this was any citizen, this would have ended the same way. Um, this is why I always say, you know, when it, when it first came out. From Lancaster and this is why the media really bothers me when Lancaster first happened um, the media said you know white cop shoots black man one I don't even think the guy then this individual is black uh, two that's so intellectually dishonest because we all know that most people don't click the headlines they just read the headline and then they go right most people don't read that line. And, you know, I will say, it's about paragraph, I'm looking at right now, but paragraph three, CNN does do a good job at, they laid out kind of, hey, what happened? They laid out, you know, the police are investigating, hey, there's another one call, and then what's the body cam show? They did a pretty good job. I mean, the fourth paragraph and the first three are uh, two sentences, if that. I think mostly they're just very well crafted, uh, one one uh big long sentence. Called a paragraph, but you know, I, if people actually read the articles, I think it would have been a little different. Um, but I do think that the media sensationalized it initially before they even got the body cam footage. Which you know, I've I've said before. Sorry, I was trying to see if uh, trying to see if CNN was saying something in particular about the riots, but they weren't. Um, But like I said before, just sensationalizing an article for the sake of sensationalizing an article isn't, you know, it's it's not helpful. I mean, if people are going to protest, they're going to protest. And obviously people are protesting for a number of reasons. They want change as far as mental health calls being sent out to social workers and therapists. They want, you know, they still want to defund maybe their police department for other reasons. So they're going to take this chance to protest. However, I think that the media needs to be more intellectually honest. And that's, I guess that's kind of the gist of what I'm talking about in this pod. Uh, I know this one isn't going to be very long, but I just really want the media to be honest. Don't be disingenuine. Be honest about what you're reporting and be honest about the headlines. Don't try to do the clickbaits. Ultimately, it's just driving a wedge. It's driving a wedge between you know, BLM supporters, BLM itself, police, citizens. I mean, you're driving a wedge between all these people by being dishonest or by being, you know, sensationalistic in nature, right? You you have to be fair. And I think that right now in a time where things are really, really in a real bumpy place, being fair and being honest is probably the best way to do it. Um trying to to let me yep yeah, so this article protests are up in Lamca- in Lancaster Pennsylvania and arrest made after police officers shot and killed a 27 year old male that, yeah that's an okay that, that's an okay neutral one it's better than you know white police officers white police officers shot and killed mentally ill black men when i read that one from a local news source i said come on really i mean it it, it, it is factual you know i like when headlines read more like um uh, police involved shooting of a 27 year old individual there is no reason to mention race race of the officer race of the man shot no reason to mention you know disability let people delve into that for themselves if they don't want to read that article and they're not interested enough, right? So all I'm saying is for news sources, please be honest. And for people who are writing, because I know that there was reported by business owners smashing a windows. I did read that. And I read that on Twitter by business owners. Just remember, before you go out there, start destroying people's property and damaging people's things. Remember, investigate. You need to understand what happened. You need to understand how it happened and why it happened, and if it's wrong, it's wrong. Call strike a strike, strike and, a, and a ball a ball, but you have to be honest. Okay, you have to be honest with yourself about would you have done the same thing if you could, right? Or can you fault that person? Was it reasonable, right? Call balls, balls, strike strikes. If it's a uh, legally, and I always say this when I say good shoot. I always say legally if it's legally good shoot. Call it a strike. If it's bad, call it a ball. If it's messy, call it a foul. <laughs> we'll figure that one out, right? So that's all I have for today, guys. It was real short to the point, mostly because my opinion was already kind of made up I, as soon as I saw the body cam. So like I always say, please like, share, subscribe to this podcast. We do have subscribers. People are actively in the... Um, are actively in the support section, subscribed, and with subscriptions. Uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago, I'm still working on a website. It's apparently not easy to do websites. I'm working on a website. Um, I'd like to get one up and running where I can post. Uh, as of right now, I'm just using the the Facebook, my Facebook business page for the podcast, which you can find on Facebook, Views from the Arch. You can find us on Twitter, Views from the Arch. And they were giving updates, posting articles, kind of keeping everybody real involved. Um, as always, I encourage you to comment and engage with us, whether it's on social media or here on anchor. Uh, I will, oh, I am as always reading the emails and the, um, the snapchats. And I'm as always reading, uh, your comments on my Facebook. Remember, you can always reach me on Snapchat at savage the 94, all one word, no space, no caps. And remember still COVID season. Wear your mask, be safe, stay healthy, stay classy.